0: An an elegant weapon, but a more civilized age.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon. This is episode 413. J.M. Clark. I am your host. Welcome back, all you beautiful babies. This week on the show, we got a sweet little cross pod for you. That's right. I hooked up with our good friend, Mr. Anthony Rutgazer. He is the host of the Handsome Genius Club. Uh, We got together and we nerded the fuck out. Let me tell you. We talked about a little bit of everything and we had a grand time doing it. Uh, you learn. You're going to hear a bit of a second intro as we both intro our shows together. Uh, I had to record this as a bit of a prologue to let you know that the audio quality of this episode is not fantastic. I recorded from my iPhone. Uh, which is never a great idea, but usually in the past has turned out better than this situation did. Uh, I've cleaned it up as best as I possibly can, um, and it's definitely audible. It's fine. I just sound a little, uh, a little bit muddled uh, and a little bit uh, fuzzy, um, but it's not too bad at all, I assure you. It's, it, it's totally, you know, it, it's on that edge. It's on that edge where I feel like I had to record this little uh, precursor to let you know that it's not great as just kind of a bit of a pre-apology, I guess. Um, But I wanted to make sure it got posted because it was such a fun conversation. We talk about Miss Marvel. uh, We talk about the MCU. We talk about... I can't even remember. We talk about so many things. Um, A good old-fashioned geek out for y'all. Great times indeed. So... Uh, That's what we're doing this week. Next week on the show, uh, Mr. Robert Ivanyuk. He is the writer of Checkmate Blues, which is the book that we recently had Keith Gratchow on to talk about. It's a super cool book, Checkmate Blues, and I had a super fun conversation with Robert. Uh, So we're going to bring you that next week. Um, Today, today is a very, very cool day as I record this actually. Today is Wednesday, October 12th. Today I'll be heading to Gotham Central Comics and Collectibles Why? for a meet and greet with the man himself, Mr. Kevin Smith. Very much so looking forward to that. I'm very excited. I'm sitting here kind of tweaking out, uh, trying to distract myself by doing things like this. Um, So thanks for letting me distract myself for a little while. Um, by having the excuse to record this for all you beautiful kids. Uh, So there, there you go. That's it. Episode 413 of An Elegant Weapon is also 490 of Handsome Genius Club radio show podcast with Mr. Anthony Kingdom James Rutgazer. Great times. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Please forgive the little bit of muddledness. Um, but it's it's good times. And again, next week we'll be back with Robert Ivanyuk. Very much so, looking forward to it. Um, because we're pra- we're fast approaching episode 420, uh, so it's it's very nice timing that I'm going to get to have a little chat with Kevin Smith today. Um, we'll see what we might be able to lay down. Hopefully, we can get a little bit of a shout out or something at least. I know he's going to be far too busy to like record any kind of conversation, but uh, we always got to be ready for that GorillaPod shout out bumper. So, you know, cross your fingers, kids. Maybe we'll we'll get a little shout out for 420 from Mr. Kevin Smith. Um, but other than that, I'm just very much forward looking forward to meeting him and uh, once again getting to say thank you. Uh, For the inspiration and telling me to start this podcast 11 years ago So it's all his fucking fault that you all have been listening to me for 11 fucking years now unbelievable Uh, But we're rolling along kids I got some other guests lined up in the very near future Um, And there's actually some other shows I'm going to be guesting on myself So I'll make sure you all hear about that Uh, It's a big pod fest We're podding like crazy We're podding as hard as we ever have kids Love making pod for you. Uh, and thank you, of course, for listening to this pod. It is always so greatly appreciated. Uh, but for now, here you go. Episode 413 of An Elegant Weapon, which is also 490 of the Handsome Genius Club radio show. Me and Anthony Rutgazer get geeky. Please enjoy.
0: Gals and non-binary pals, my name is Kingdom Anthony Kingdom James, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to episode 490 of the Handsome Genius Club Radio Show. You know, you know, Jay. If you're making a bunch of noise in the background, they can hear you. (laughs) I I wasn't making any noise. Were we we opening a door?
2: I did open a door. Yeah. I didn't realize my door was so loud.
0: Twice. Anyways. Fuck. Kids love to
2: hear a door open and hear... Me come through it. We're off to a, yeah, Bart yeah. Chase. We're off
0: to a very professional start. Uh, <laughs> if you're new here, this is a great time to say this. Please consider subscribing via Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Stitcher Radio, or Google Podcasts, or follow us here weekly at HandsomeGeniusClub.com, uh, so that you won't miss new episodes. Follow us on social media via Twitter or Instagram at HGC Radio Show, and find me on. All social media at my name is kingdom. Uh, joining me today on the show, our friend and frequent guest, and the host of the An Elegant Weapon podcast, Mr. Jason Clark. Hey, Jay, hey, Anthony, hello,
2: everybody. (laughs) Um, just to clarify, you'll also be listening to episode 413 of An Elegant Weapon. So, whichever way you go, I hope you enjoy this mess.
0: Yes! Swapcast! Always has to give... Swapcast! Podcast! Cross pod! (laughs) I always have to give thanks to uh, our Lord and Savior, Doug Stanhope, for uh, coining the phrase, or popularizing the phrase, Swapcast. Uh, One podcast, two feeds. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Stare right at it, I spent
2: a decade... Hey, I spent a decade calling it a cross pod. I hadn't even heard swap pod until you started using swap, the term. We'd always called them cross pods.
0: Yeah, cross yeah, pod, swatcast, swap sorry, cast, yeah. whatever. It's the same difference. You, my people listen to your show, your people listen to my show. Maybe they, uh, maybe they end I up hope subscribed so. to both. So, I hope
2: so because if mine do end up uh, Subscribing to yours They're going to hear a fantastic interview You just put out with Zeb fucking Wells
0: Yeah, yeah uh, Zeb Wells who uh, If you know Is the writer of The Amazing Spider-Man The new Amazing Spider-Man series For Marvel Comics And he's a supervising producer Which means he's you know the writer in the room uh, For She-Hulk On Disney Plus Plus uh talk to him, big thanks to uh, Kevin Boyd once again for uh, hooking me up with the spotlight on Zeb Wells panel at fan Expo this year And uh, thanks to you my friend Jay for uh, f- facilitating recording at episode. I, hey
2: man, uh, you may have the sweet sweet hookup going at home these days, but I am still the king of gorilla Pod.
0: That is very true. That is very (laughs) true. Uh, Yeah. 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 Well, I was going to say, I mean, uh, I put out that episode uh, last week, and you have been releasing episodes uh, of of An Elegant Weapon featuring uh, a lot of little interviews that you did at Fan Expo.
2: Yeah, I did a two-part extravaganza, as has always been the tradition
0: for fan expos
2: in the past. And I just do my Artist Alley thing, and I run on through, and I had a lot of super fun chats with a lot of cool people. Uh, A bunch of the Raid boys, uh, a bunch of our favorite friends. I finally got to get Andy Belanger on the show uh, through that, and had a fantastic little chat with... uh, Andy, so I can't get wait to get. I got to get him on the show for a proper hour because it was like a five or ten minute chat that I had with Andy, and yeah. just hearing about his life for five or ten minutes is so enthralling that you want to hear an hour more of it. Right?
0: No, Andy is uh, fantastic, and he uh, he came on uh, my podcast. Oh, God, how long ago? It's uh, over a year, so uh, hearing what is new with him is a damn fine thing. Yeah, absolutely, I encourage you to uh, to hook that up and get Andy on An Elegant Weapon. Are you feeling a little FOMO this weekend coming up? Uh, because of New York Comic Con? By the time this episode goes out, uh, people will be heading home from New York Comic Con. <laughs> but as we record this, it's uh, it's Wednesday the 5th. Uh, most people I know are either in town or on their way to New York for New York Comic Con. I don't Indeed. know. I don't know that I'm feeling uh, left out. I, I'm a little. I'm a little upset that I did not get uh, my credentials this year. Uh, but I would guess that you know, with the new building, the North Building of the uh, Javits Convention Center open uh and uh people having forgotten that there's still a pandemic that <laughs> that, that yeah. things are things are wide open in New York and people are uh just chomping at the bit to get back to the convention scene that's what i saw that's what we saw here in toronto at fan expo and that's what i saw uh last month in edmonton even edmonton was just hopping dude um
2: was uh was that a, a, is it a smaller show Edmonton Like it is a smaller show something
0: else yeah it's definitely a okay. smaller show uh I'm not sure what to compare it to uh I think Edmonton is maybe 40,000 people oh it's that tiny oh yeah okay. I'm not uh I, I I can't tell you for sure um I think, on the, I'm going to go to the Fan Expo website and see. I think that they used to, they used to list, oh yeah, they do still list attendances. So, uh, Edmonton, on the website, uh, they, they say 40 plus thousand people in attendance. Whereas Fan Expo Canada, in, here in Toronto in August, it, they list as 135,000 people. Just to give... Uh, listeners, some kind of something to okay. To that's gauge interesting because
2: there was a lot of talk this year that they might break 140 or 145.
0: Yeah, and I think this is just what <coughs> the numbers they've listed on the website. I I also heard that they were expecting to break 140. Uh, MegaCon Orlando is listed as 140 thousand plus. Calgary, damn. Calgary is a four day show, and that's listed as 90 thousand plus. That was a great
2: show. Um, so, what a fun time I had in Calgary. Yeah, My rub goodness. that
0: in, buddy. Asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey,
2: don't give me that shit. I had to... the, the first. The, the first day and a half were one of the most tragic situations I've ever been. Yeah, in.
0: well we we've talked about that on the show. <laughs> we go already back, talked about Go back that, a few but, months you and know. you can you can hear about uh, the 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 absolute tragedy of uh, Sourcepoint Press in Calgary. But uh, and yeah. they, and and my listeners know I was doing first semester exams, which I want to interject and say that earlier I woke up to email from the college this morning, and the oh, uh, here's
2: the brag portion
0: of the of the show. Goddamn right! Second semester uh, <laughs> dean's list is out, and I made the dean's list again so that's
2: awesome congratulations you yeah
0: smarty pants. me am smart yeah. smrt baby so uh, this is awesome because i remember when
2: you were even iffy about going when yeah. you were like oh, i might go back to school i might do this and you were kind of soul searching for a bit and yeah. then you kind of eked into this and now since you've gone in full bore uh you've just fucking taking it by the reins man i'm super proud of you
0: yeah i i uh dooms- list <laughs> dean's list my fr- <laughs> listen to you get high uh <laughs> well i apologize normally i
2: have my own mute button but we're not set up that way so normally i can mute my cuffs
0: yeah and i'm not i'm not great with my mute button i have a new mixing board we were talking about if we went oh the kids can deal
2: with it the yeah. kids can deal hey with they
0: it. already dealt with you fucking opening and closing doors uh <laughs> <laughs> uh when the train goes by. Yeah. Oh great. Hamilton. Uh I um Hamilton, I'm an Aldershot now, thank oh, you, Burlington. What is I escaped the horrors that's <laughs> that it's, it's Hamilton. It's metropolitan Hamilton. How's that? So, anyways, yeah. So, anyways, yes. You've uh, I made the dean's list both months, uh, both semesters, and I'm I'm now in my third semester. I'm I'm doing an internship with effing birds. That's super uh, fun. Yeah, it is. It's it's uh, it's not just fun. I mean, it's it's great that the material that I'm pushing is stuff that I already love, and it's fun. Yeah,
2: it's right up your alley. Yeah, you can identify with it and care about it. Yeah, and and it correlates
0: it correlates to stuff I'm doing. So I can see... um, I can... uh, Closer parallels between... You know what I'm doing for Aaron Reynolds, and what I want to be able to do for myself and for others in the future. So I, yes. I I'm, I'm hoping it goes well. Uh, one of the things that I speaking have of to Aaron do, Reynolds, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he himself, I believe, is in New York City right He now. is, uh, he is. He let all of us effing birds people know that he was traveling today. So he's going to be uh, mostly incommunicado for the next uh, week. Uh, so I'm just going to get on with um, Posting uh, Posting Surplus Extra birds uh, Cartoons uh, Across social media I, uh, I sat down Friday night Was it Friday night? Yeah, Thursday or Friday night I sat down and I, I started rewatching Deadwood from the beginning And just posting And posting and posting Uh, Got the entire month of October posted across a bunch of social media platforms. And then, okay. uh, like, midway, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm posting stuff to Twitter, and I'm writing uh, alt text for the images, and uh, I'm watching the second episode of, uh, of Deadwood, and I'm like, hey, wait a minute, did I know that that guy uh, in this episode was actually uh, Nick Offerman? Why am I, why is Ron Swanson naked holding his Dick on my screen right now uh, I didn't know he was in Deadwood Yeah, he's wow. in like the second epi- second or third episode of Deadwood And he, uh, like everybody else He's just uh, uh, mm-hmm. Filthy and Cursing up a storm <laughs> And yelling awesome. about yelling about, uh, Whores and pussy and it's like, <laughs> that's, that's from That's the language in the episode Don't cancel me
2: uh, uh, You know what I should do? I was, uh I was thinking I should read excerpts from "Effing Birds" while I'm at the tops of trees.
0: <laughs> it, would get, it would catch people's attention. Hold on, you know what I just realized. Sometimes I'm up there, and birds will actually land right next to me. I oh, I was nice. ready with
2: like ready with the book. <laughs> I'm
0: just uh, I'm just emptying out my messenger bag because I went uh, I went out today. Hmm, receipts. And I, 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 did some nerd shopping. Oh, here's a bottle of vodka. I should have put in the freezer. Um, <laughs> Birdka. vodka, Birdka. Uh But let's see what I got here. Some of this will interest you. I got the uh, anticipation is immense. I picked, <laughs> <laughs> I picked up the first trade paperback for Zeb's uh, Amazing Spider-Man. And okay. and I've been reading it, and it's oh, it's it's good. That man awesome. can write. And uh, John Romita Jr., as you heard in the interview last week, John Romita Jr. is his artist. And uh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude, to get to the point where hey, you're gonna work on a book with John Romita Jr. Oh shit! Well, there's a reward. Like, I mean, that what a vote. I, I think about it like. Like a
2: comics co- are like a farm system now man yeah
0: but it's like you know like, what it's like it's like, uh, it's like getting a championship in pro wrestling okay it's fake but when they put a title on you they they it's a vote of confidence in your skills and ability. It's a vote of confidence Absolutely. in your drawing power, you know, it's your your yeah. your your ability to get people into the tent and say, "Oh, I want to buy that guy's book." So I think
2: a lot of a no, lot of it nowadays is is trust. Oh, here comes a oh, it's a go train. It won't be too bad. Oh, I it can hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a faint Tie Fighter type sound. It's when the the giant the Via Rails come oh, rolling by.
0: Wait a minute. Speaking of things we okay. can each hear, Let's see if you can hear this. Here we go. I, I, I just opened a tasty... I heard something crack. I just opened a tasty adult beverage.
2: Ooh, delicious. Um, so, yeah, what I'm saying is I'm noticing a lot of the talent nowadays, guys who are, uh, you know, they're plucking them right out of comics mm-hmm. very quickly after they've maybe had two successes. They give them a shot on a TV show or something, and then they can move into movies very, very quickly and it's uh it's just kind of crazy the 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 rapid uh, amount of trust you can earn quickly if you kind of stay in your lanes with marvel these days yeah. you know
0: well zeb came from tv uh like i mean he won an emmy a decade ago uh when he was just getting started on uh robot chicken and um uh, and I think he moved into comics from there. So uh, Crazy. yeah, let's see. What else did I get here? Oh, uh, but yes, highly recommended. Amazing Spider-Man Volume One: World Without Love. It actually just came out today, October the fifth. So it, it'll definitely be in stores when uh, when you hear this. Sorry, this is Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. Flagship Where is- book, baby.
2: Where, Where is Spider-Man these days? Like, where, where are we at? Where are we at in the world? What's the situation? Um, he he married? has... Is Mary Jane around? Do people m- know? Where are we at with Spider-Man? Because uh, I haven't been reading
0: it. Okay, uh, at the beginning of this story, um, Peter has just reappeared after six months um, being gone. Like, he disappears from everybody's life for six months. And I haven't I haven't been reading Spider Man for a while, but like the book starts with him in the middle of the wreckage of what used to be York, Pennsylvania. So I'm not sure what happened, but it was cataclysmic, and he uh, and, and he's he's trying to piece things back together. And Aunt May doesn't want anything to do with him. Well, I shouldn't say that Aunt May has resolved herself to the fact that. Um, that he's a lying shit. So <laughs> stop making me sad. If you show up for dinner on Saturday, that's fine. Other, but don't tell me you're gonna be here and not be here. Just if you're here. Didn't you- she die
2: at some point? Ah,
0: everybody dies, brother.
2: <laughs> everybody but, uh,
0: dies. It's like the it's like know. the ghost of Tracy Smothers cutting promo. Everybody dies. Uh, Why well,
2: May- buy Maybach?
0: I don't. Uh, I, well, because. Because Peter needs a conscience. <laughs> Peter needs a conscience. Peter needs somebody to be uh, beholden to, right? And at, so, is he married at this point? No, like Mary Mary Jane. Jane uh, I don't okay. know. I don't know what's going on, but Mary Jane is with a guy, and he's got two kids, and the kids are calling her mommy. Uh, oh she, shit! He keeps trying to call her, and she's like. Hiding Hiding in a room Off of the kitchen Of their Their apartment And and she's just Whispering into the phone Don't call me anymore uh, So So he has nobody His uh, The closest things He has to a friend Right now are I guess Robbie Robertson's son And uh, And Norman Osborne What? Yeah Okay uh, 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 Osborne appears At his apartment and says I got a job for you. You can you you know you can trust me at this point. I'm uh, How's he still got an apartment after six months? Because uh Robbie's son was paying his rent for the six months that he disappeared. They used to be roommates. See, you know
2: there's good there's good writing in this story because you actually have an answer to my yep. questions. Yep.
0: <laughs> and uh and Robertson's kin I can never remember Robertson's kin's first name, but uh he's um Uh, The complication in this is that he's dating, um, uh, not Hammerhead, um, I'm not wearing my glasses, hang on, I gotta put my glasses back on, he's um, Tombstone, he's dating Tombstone's daughter, and wants Ooh. to wants to marry her. It, it's great. No, one of the things I love, and and uh, Zeb talked about this in her interview, is how he likes to dig through canon for for characters, right? So you right. know he loves Leapfrog. That's why Leapfrog's gonna be in uh, tonight's episode of uh, of She Hulk. But instead of Kingpin, and instead of you know like the the very very prominent. Uh, Spider-Man villains, we're getting Tombstone, and I love it. I love it because yeah. you know. And here's another wrestling uh, analogy: eventually, you got to find somebody. You got to find somebody in the mid card, and you got to elevate them to main event status, or else you're gonna run out of people that the fans oh, yeah, are absolutely. gonna pay to see. And if you can make Wells makes. Uh, Tombstone look cool very quickly in this book. You know, it's, uh, it was all Guardians of the Galaxy,
2: man. Like, like that changed things. When Guardians took off and Guardians did well, that opened the door to use any character possible. Well... Like, whether it's comics or movie or TV, it really did open the floodgates as to who you could write a story with. People just... Not that, you, not that the ability wasn't there, but just people yeah. never really thought about it. But They're I, 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 think, there's, I, it, I yeah.
0: think that that is more applicable to the movies than it is to the comics, because I think in the comics, that ability has always been there. You're putting out... Yeah, but
1: every time
2: I talk to a writer or an artist, they talk about,
0: oh, I've always loved this character, and I, they were so
2: obscure, but I always wanted to bring them into a story. So the second they got to write whatever title they brought that character right in
0: and know? that's that's a thing i love that's i mean that is oh, it's great. The yeah. great the greater flexibility of uh, of comics over movies because with comics not that there's no there's nothing at stake and there you know a business wise and there's no financial investment you're talking about to create to produce a, a comic book for marvel you're talking about a budget of probably like 20 grand, even on the cheap side, each month. Middle of the road, to, I'm going to say middle of the road, it's 20 grand to produce uh, right. an issue of the comic before it, you know, before it goes to print. Um, right. So, but you y- you have more room to play with, you know, Stilt Man, or you know, turn, uh, turn uh, Sam Wilson into Captain America, than you do when you're talking about millions and millions of dollars for a television or hundreds of millions of dollars for a movie production. So, you yeah. know, you can go out and you can, you can go and make Sam Wilson into Captain America in the comics and it's a few months, you know, a few months in, if you don't like it, you reverse it, right? Hopefully, you've comics told a good are a story. big lie. Like,
2: I think the biggest lie being perpetrated right now in pop culture mm. and the most ridiculous thing that anybody talks about how is whenever something comes out and there's a big hoopla or discussion or debate about canon or how authentic and close to the original comic book it is, mm-hmm. like, the that is such a minority of human beings that is getting blown up into such an epic proportion, oh, sure. I don't understand, because... Nobody reads comics and nobody read those comics. And if you're one of those people who read those comics that thoroughly back then and remember as much detail as you do that you're able to complain about this stuff, you're probably one person on the Internet whose one little thought or opinion just explodes and goes <laughs> so viral that the Internet talks about it like a general thing. Comic book fans aren't happy about this or that. No, fuck you. There are such a small amount of genuine comic book fans who are—I I, mean—in the way that, like, who read it all back then. Yeah, like I mean, in the '60s, '70s, and '80s, there are so few people that read all the Marvel titles and know all the details and know all the fucking background. That you know, but you see, it's, I, it's such a load of shit to me that I don't even know why we have these discussions. My, my bigger, my
0: bigger problem is oh. uh, my problem isn't. Uh, see, I don't care about genuine comic fans like that. That th- like the uh, the notion of who is a genuine comic fan. I don't give a fuck about that. I don't think th- that's like that's like saying somebody is normal. What's normal? Right. If I, you know, right. if, if 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 I read six comic books, if I read six thousand comic books. I've read comic books. My bigger problem with the, um, with the climate around, uh, com- television and movie adaptations of comic books or, uh, new comic book series is the complaint about, uh, uh about race and gender. um, you know Yeah, I'm
2: over that one. When
0: when people complain like I mean there are people complaining about uh She Hulk. Uh and, and and it's very meta in the show itself. Are
2: there though? Are there
0: really people? There are hold on, here's She-Hulk. the thing. Here's the thing. There are, but it's such a small number, and they have uh they have a megaphone. Why do they get
1: paid so much attention? Yeah, that's what I that's the part I don't
0: get. Absolutely how they get paid so much
2: attention. You, you wanna know like, why? Like here, I, I it's like I have you're to letting quote, them be the gatekeepers, right? Yeah. It's like people are respecting their gatekeeping. It's ridiculous.
0: I have to quote. I have to quote the title of Eric Bischoff's book: "Controversy Creates Cash." And all it is 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 you have websites and news outlets hunting for clicks, hunting for viewers or readers. So they're going to take the extreme awful view and making uh making our so hey uh, you know today in the news this thing you like well there's a group of wackos way outside the fence who we shouldn't <laughs> give a fucking shit about but they're squawking that they don't like it because Submariner is or the Little Mermaid is black Oh no, we're upset about the race of a fictional character uh, based on a myth anyways. It's like if if oh, if I did a movie about the Loch Ness monster, would you complain that he's purple not green? It's it is it's it's the same thing that goes with just your regular evening news when uh they're fucking when they were showing the beginnings of the trucker convoy here in Canada if you if you'd stop feeding them oxygen their fire wouldn't burn and i got i got so pissed off at outlets like blog to who were posting nine articles about the, the 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 trucker convoy every fucking day earlier in the year when they were coming through toronto where if they'd have just ignored the assholes maybe we could have gotten on with stop feeding them stop it, yeah. it, it's what's the name of the what are the creatures in uh doctor who that only move if you look uh, when you're not looking at them oh. the, huh uh, the, you know the statues, the, 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 the sisters si- of some—I I can't remember—but it's it's the yeah, exact oh, it's I, the exact where the opposite. What the fuck am I blinking? Yeah, I know. It's at, and the episode is called not the silence. Is it the silence? I think so. No. I, 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 but the episode is called Blink. It's the exact opposite. As long as we're looking at a, at at a trucker convoy or a fucking. Uh, uh, Zack Snyder stands as like, lo- <laughs> right. or a bunch of people complaining that Velma and Scooby Doo is gay. Who fucking? Oh, who fucking cares about their opinion? And fuck them sideways.
2: Like, yeah, I don't I- understand why there's such a spotlight on it when when because like Marvel's already like become like the master thing is how even from Iron Man they were able to adapt the comics. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not trying to re- – they've never been trying to recreate. They have to create their own new yeah, world, their own new, like, thorough through of how these, you know, similar stories are told and inspired from. And, you know, I don't – you know, I was actually very excited to see how many people are excited to see – Keanu Reeves' return for Constantine. Yeah. And I only say Constantine now because that's the way they said it in that movie. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, and things like that. It's it's exciting to see that people actually can put their stupid shit aside and be excited, because that was a great movie. Yeah, it deterred very far from the source material, but... That was a badass movie. I'm sorry. Like, everybody loves that movie. Yeah,
0: you know? but I'll tell you what. If they decided to reboot that thing and they cast John Boyega as Constantine, the world of nerds would lose its shit.
2: I think it's uh, it's all about how cool you do it, man. Like, I was really interested to see how Jenna Coleman pulled off Joanna Constantine. Mm-hmm. In, uh, and she did great. She probably nailed the attitude – Better than anyone who's portrayed it, like like she really, really, it was far. It even exceeded my expectations as far as the portrayal of the character. About, are you
0: talking about Sandman?
2: Yeah, in Sandman. I haven't watched Sandman. Uh, okay, well, she Jenna Coleman plays a gender bent Joanna yeah. yeah. right? Yeah, and she yeah, she really, dude, she nails it. Like okay. she fucking like like the attitude out of the comics is absolutely like she just Ooh, I'm so, completely nailed it i'm so
0: angry that jenna coleman played a female constantine it ruined my no, childhood was, or something i don't she know she was badass she was badass man and
2: uh yeah so listen there's something i've been wanting to talk about forever okay. so i'm can we re- let's rewind the world a little bit Uh if you don't mind yeah sure um just because my last bunch of episodes have been interview episodes your show too and uh this is going back a little bit but i have still not had the chance to talk about miss marvel with anybody okay and miss marvel impacted me enough that i wanted to talk about a particular aspect of it and what was super cool about Miss Marvel, other than being an amazing show, mm-hmm. that girl is a superstar. Yeah. Like she was just mesmerizing on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, was, was everybody's discovery of uh, the, partition. You know, the partition and just, you know, a general look into the culture, Pakistani culture and Indian culture yeah. and all that stuff. That, that was super cool.
0: Yeah. And
2: I loved seeing all that. But this was the first time a show had hit me personally in a long time in the way that it did. What is that? That's loud and annoying. You're yelling at me about opening doors. Oh, you know what that is? popping over there. You
0: know what that is? Uh, One of the things I bought today was a bunch of Lego minifigures.
2: Of course it was. Of course it was.
0: (laughs) That's why. uh, That's why. I (laughs) before we talk about Ms. Marvel, I'll just get this out of the way. Uh, Today was the last day of my annual uh, heart monitor gimmick. So I have to wear. I I wear a heart monitor for a couple of days, and it's always fun because they shave patches on my chest for the for the. Fuck! fuck. I fucking hate it. The first time every year. I I didn't do it today. I didn't do it today because he was on his way to, to a doctor's appointment himself. But usually during my heart monitor 48 hours, I call my dad and I say, "Hey, thanks for the heart condition, buddy." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he shave me and I got it. Nice. And you got. I, I have to wear it for 48 straight hours, so it's 48 hours that I can't take a fucking shower. I, I it's 48 hours that I'm. I'm Hooked up to this goddamn thing I can't I don't sleep quite you as well. You gotta look
2: at it You gotta look at it Like it's 48 hours That you get to not
0: have a shower No, that's not you how know? I live <laughs> That's not Eventually it's just like yeah. uh, Alright <laughs> And so then But I, 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 went, I went Hold on I went and I handed that yeah. thing back in This afternoon And then I was out of the apartment already So I said You know what Lego minifigures, and there's that stretch of Queen Street East, where there's Mastermind Toys, and there's Planet X Comics, and, <laughs> and there's a there's a Book City, and there's a Madoko oh, Art shit. Supply, and there's so I uh, I went and and did some walking and shopping, and and, uh, and this is what I got. Some there's a sports card shop, so I bought some I bought some hockey cards. <laughs> uh.
2: It's nice, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it felt good today. Re- retail, retail, retail therapy. Retail therapy, buddy. Anyways, let's talk about Ms. Marvel. Yes, please.
2: So, ooh. oh, this tea is
0: wonderful. I made a wonderful tea.
2: Um, Ms. Marvel, so if you'll recall...
0: Yes, I will.
2: ...in my past, I was once married. You were. I was married, and I was married to a... Canadian girl of Iranian-Pakistani descent. Mm-hmm. And she was a Zoroastrian, which is like the first fucking monolithic religion on Earth. It's fucking ancient as shit. Mm-hmm. And what she was is, uh, when Persia was Persia, and this goes, This us just show you a little bit more about before the partition and shit, kids, but when you go back to old school Persia, like old school Babylon, when uh, Alexander the Great conquered Persia, uh, there was a certain sect of the Zoroastrians that went to Pakistan.
0: Yeah.
2: And they set up shop there, whereas other Zoroastrians kind of Okay, I'm a little off on this. Whether they stayed in Iran or went to India and went back to Iran, I can't remember exactly. So anyways, but they split up, right? So she's part of the group that split up and went to Pakistan. And they are Parsis, I believe, is kind of what they speak. There's Farsi and Parsi, and they speak uh, Urdu and stuff. So anyways, so they're Pakistani, but they're originally of Iranian descent. Okay. Okay, so it's an it's an interesting mix. They're very, very, very old school. Uh But the culture itself presently, like the today culture, even though they're Pakistani, they are not Muslim like represented in the show. Uh But take the religion specifically out of it. It's still all Pakistani culture on the show. Right. Yeah. yeah not just the Muslim aspect of it, but the uh, you know the just the general dress and attire, because as we know there's Muslims all over the world right, and mm-hmm. they don't all you know act the same obviously. no it's not a monolith so. yeah yeah, yeah, so not necessarily is the Muslim part of the culture that I identify with, but the Pakistani part of the culture was so fucking dead on. Mm-hmm that it took me right back um you know uh, to when I was part of this family this yeah. this you know this uh, <laughs> are, you, are this you, family are you Bruno and <laughs> a little bit a little bit um you know except I was married in right so yeah. it was a little more than what Bruno was I was what Bruno wanted to be basically yeah, yeah. and uh, you know and all of the the aunties, the fucking the dad jokes, the food, the music, the culture was so even just i can say from my experience of 8 years of being a very close part of that family mm-hmm. was that it was it was fucking spot on and it warmed my heart and took me back to a time because obviously, you know, i'm not in contact with my ex-wife it didn't end particularly well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so there's, a, there's, there's not exactly great memories. I don't sit here fondly thinking of my wife very often, but this show enabled me to go back to a time that was pleasant and wasn't just me focusing on my relationship with her, but just my life in general at that time. Yeah. And you know what I was, you know, what my life was. And it was a lot of that. So what Miss Marvel actually also gave me, other than being an incredibly entertaining show that I love, was it gave me these very fond, fuzzy, warm memories of a time in my life where I was part of this very incredible family. Like, they're they're like you see. Like, there's no joke. The, on the show, you know, they make them seem so tight and close and everything. It's, it's not really amped up for the show. Like, these are the kind of people that, you know like nursing homes retirement homes are unheard of hmm. every single family pretty much has an elder living upstairs somewhere in their own room or something like it's just not even considered that you'd ship off a family member like it's it's an amazing thing yeah. and it was something cool to be part of and uh, yeah it's just I've been dying to just mention that to the world i guess that that, that was something i got out of it because it's been really cool to hear everybody learn everything And, uh, you know, a lot of these things I was already familiar with, having heard so many stories from the family, because like the show says, every family has their partition story. You know, all of these families. Uh, This one in particular had a partition going all the way back to Alexander the Great when they were forced out of Persia, like an amazing history. But, uh, you know, it was a wonderful family and I'll always treasure that part of that time of my life. And Miss Marvel totally brought me back there. That's cool, so it's man. just really cool. It's cool that in the day of cultures and, you know, so much talk about where people belong and appropriation, this show gave some white dude in fucking Burlington, like <laughs> his own fuzzy feelings, you know, in a way. And you never know who you're going to affect with something too. You know what I mean? I guess yeah. that's part of the point I'm trying to make. So I loved the show for that. And it was very unexpected for me. I didn't expect that. And no, uh, I, you know, I think it's right, in, right into the first episode. They just dove into certain things
0: where they were just using nicknames
2: and yeah. jokes and things that I that I was like, "Oh wow, this is crazy!" Right?
0: No, I think it's it cool. Really cool. I think it's cool that you uh, you have that previous experience, so that this is a bit of nostalgia for you. Like you know, uh, and, and I I love the way that it jumped right into. Uh, The culture The same way you would get If you were watching uh, Kim's Convenience For the first time And uh, you know They weren't sugarcoating You know Korean Familial culture Uh, You know shows like that 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 they uh, I I don't want to say assume But they um, They attribute a certain amount of uh, intelligence to their viewers, uh, and ability to either follow along or catch up, or you know, just get it and you know, learn on yes. the fly. So, uh, no, I thought it was a fantastic show. Uh,
2: for- I think it's. Uh, I think. I think it's an amazing thing that this show was able to take what is overwhelmingly. Uh, negative part of my life to kind of think about, <laughs> uh, and, and it reinforced any positivity in that. Yeah. It absolutely helped change my perspective and remember that it wasn't all bad times. That whole eight because it ended so badly doesn't necessarily mean that that entire eight years was a complete waste. Yeah. That's kind of how you know. Obviously, that's how you, you tend to think about things and feel. And it's 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 amazing that this little show I didn't expect to even really like I was like oh it's another fucking homecoming it's just gonna be pippity poppity you know fun time kid stuff and it ended up being <laughs> fun- so much fucking more than that yeah. that it's just amazing that it was able to turn a negative thing into even my history and reinforce some positivity and now I can look back on that and actually smile and have some yeah. nice thoughts about it and yeah. and it's totally the show enabled me to do that so it just it, uh let me, let because we got a,
0: we got about 10 minutes left. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to keep these. Why are we on a time limit all of a sudden? Trying to keep these light and airy these days.
2: Oh my goodness. That's yeah. not what we do. That's never what we've done.
0: <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. My Zeb Wells episode, All right, 33 minutes, dude.
2: Well, yeah, that's minutes. a panel, though. You yeah, know, you're trying kind of to, time restricted in I'm that way. To, I don't all want, right, I don't want to do. Two it's all good. I got That's the main thing I wanted to talk about. No, I appreciate yeah, that. And, but uh, let me
0: let's 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 talk about yeah. some other let's talk about some other shows real quick. Have you uh, seen the second trailer for Black Panther? Black Panther Two. I have. What I have. do you I'm think excited. now that we've basically had it confirmed that Shuri is going to be the new Black Panther?
2: I mean, I don't care. I mean, that's great. I mean. I never cared, though. Like, I was just like, I just hope it's a good movie. Like, I'm not invested in Black Panther. Like, obviously, you know, others are and should be. And, oh, yeah. like, you know, it's deservedly so. But, uh, you know, I'm just excited to see a, another. I'm excited for it to be another badass Marvel movie. Because yeah. it feels like it's been a while since we had something that was just badass Marvel.
0: Yeah, we've, we've, had, ta- like, we've talked like, before. Like, and Thunder
2: was fun and this and that. And this is going to be a bit of a return to just a straight up. Badass, serious, fucking Marvel movie, which is something I'm very much so looking forward to. But yeah, I'm sure he's great. Black Panther, great, awesome. Like, yeah, we, no we've we've that. talked
0: before about uh about what, what four uh, phase four being kind of underwhelming and how yeah. it, it it you know you you have to rebuild, but uh. You have to, at the same time, find a way to keep up the excitement level that you've, you know, you managed to build through phases one, two, and three. For me, I like what's going on. Uh, you know, they are they are sticking to the edict that uh, T'Challa will not be recast. Uh, but for me personally, I'm I'm kind of disappointed that. Uh, That Shuri is becoming the Black Panther Just because of Didn't
2: you assume that from the beginning Yeah,
0: I did Because of the comic books I think we all did, it would either be her or nobody uh, No, 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 no See, now my disappointment Doesn't have anything to do with the character It has to do with the actress playing the character I have issues With Letitia Wright Because of uh, Because of uh, yeah, things she that she, she had, had to say team. during the pandemic. Yeah. When standing right next to her, you have Lapita Nyong'o. And Lapita Nyong'o, even even in terms of her character, Nakia, I think her character uh, would make a better Black Panther based on the way the character was presented in uh, in the first movie. I, I, I would have liked the idea of, uh, of Nakia becoming the Black Panther. but That
2: makes sense. But you know what I think might help you with that is that if Shuri is the Black Panther, yeah. they ain't just going to slap a, a suit on her. She's going to have to go through some sort of lesson learning ordeal or oh, turmoil sure. that will you know, at least make the character and maybe the actress. You know, And I, I have a feeling like Marvel got on top of her real quick. It feels like yeah it feels like they they were like you from now on need to shut your young mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, But I mean I know. mean
0: when you it, 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 <laughs> when you have when uh, part of part of the process in making this decision has to be uh, who you think is going to be able to uh, open a movie. Okay, that whole thing of who will draw people into the theater on that on that that crucial opening weekend, and you've got Lupita Nyong'o, this Academy Award-winning, uh, uh, high-level, A-level actress. Uh, why not? Why not move her character into that role and right up front in the advertising? She's in this one, right? Huh. Is she in this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It true? So it's kind of disappointing. They have jumped
2: like they've dumped like a hundred percent of the weight and advertising, at least of this movie, all on Angela Bassett's fucking shoulders, man. And
0: again, like and again, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. This will be her movie. You yeah. can't go wrong making uh, Angela Bassett. Uh, a bigger focal point in your movie because I mean here that there's an Oscar-nominated actress who is, and, and, I and I'll you, tell you something, I... motherfucker. The fact that Angela Bassett, and we're going back 28 years, the fact that Angela Bassett did not win Best Actress for uh, playing Tina Turner in and what's love got to do with it. Is still scandalous to me. <laughs> okay. Who beat, who beat her that who beat her that year though? Um oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna go look at it right now. And it was Holly See, that's an important Holly thing. Hunter in the piano. Come on. Okay. Come on. Right.
2: Okay, well listen though, I think I'm calling it right now. I yeah. bet you she gets another shot. At least that's supporting. With this movie. I hope so. I will bet you that... I bet you that she gets nominated because of this movie. I just... I have a feeling. Oh, there's man. So that much clip of, of her... Movie, it's that, so obvious that she's carrying this movie. Yeah. And she's taking that, that very, very seriously. That clip yeah. of
0: her in front of the UN Assembly where she's, uh, she's ranting about what she's lost. Fuck. Yeah. If... Yeah, in, totally. In any other movie... You throw a fucking nomination envelope at her right away. Uh, it, it's it's whether or not whether or not uh, you get penalized for being in a bubblegum superhero movie is is the question. So uh,
2: okay, I think Black Panther has enough fucking stoke about it. Yeah, there's two yeah. more things I want to get to. What uh, do you
0: got? have you uh, have you been watching andor?
2: That's one of
0: them. okay. This show I I mean asking you if you've been watching Andor is like asking me if I like Lego. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. And I'm confused. I'm confused that I'm conflicted. Because there's no space wizards in this one. I know you I know you get I know you get salty when there's no space wizards.
2: That doesn't help, but uh, it's okay. I I love the aesthetic. Mm Mm-hmm. I I love all of that. I yeah. love the, the, it's it's beautifully crafted from the sound to the sets to the costumes to everything. It's, Darn too. It's it's, it's 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 a little unique. I'm waiting there's, for the butt. It's very it's it feels Star Wars, but, um. But you know, it's but it's <laughs> just not hooking me. I'm just not caring enough. It's I it just feels like it's like I don't mind a good like political thriller i don't mm-hmm. mind a good you know like suspense who done it like at all i love that kind of shit too yeah. this just feels like it's going too slow for the little amount that it is inching forward like if you want to just have a lot of talky talky and you know conspiracy <laughs> shit or whatever i'm totally down with that but there's got to be a little more of that you know what yeah. i mean it's a lot of people talking about their own pasts it's not it's spending a lot of time concentrating on the characters, which isn't necessarily as necessary when you're when the the point of the show is more about the plot than the characters
0: this but time around. The point of this show yeah. the point of this show is to show you how the rebellion began. The how the organized Exa- rebellion yeah. began. So you're not gonna be able to do that without exploring the characters, especially new characters, and their motivations, their backstories and motivations. Those first three episodes. Now, I had a friend of mine tell me he was he didn't enjoy... What the hell is that noise? Is that a train going by? Go train. Oh, jeez, sure man. That is some loud shit. Um, I had a friend tell me that he didn't enjoy those first three episodes because what the fuck is Andor, uh, of Cassie and Andor's Part in this, he's not. He doesn't do anything. And I'm like, oh man, those first three episodes are like a little, uh, a little origin movie for for Cassie Andor, and I really enjoyed them. I don't. Th- th- this is the difference between the slow burn of a television show and the the you know the the hit and run the tell a tale get i don't think so
2: in this case though i'd have to disagree i think slow burns are fine but it is possible to go too slowly and i think this one is a tad too slowly i think those two i think that's the thing i don't have a problem with the story i like the plot so we had had
0: five episodes now where do you want them to be in the plot
2: they should be at episode three right now with the exact same story that's happened
0: Okay, let's they could have just literally condensed what they've done then, in the three episodes. Hold on, then, let's let's think about it this way yeah. then. This is episode three because they gave us three episodes together on the first night. They that's one story that might well, as the well. The first have
2: been. episode was way too slow then. Uh, <laughs> that's what you're telling me. I'm okay. sorry. Right. It's just like, I just a little bit too. Like I'm not saying it's killing it. Like I, I am liking it. I'm just kind of like, okay. Like I, you know, we kind of get that. Okay, that's okay. been established. And and it's just a little. I think a little bit more. I, I'm not even in the camp of I want more action. I'm not yearning for
0: action. I'm yeah. Just,
2: there's a lot you of just, there's you, a lot of this. You just I'm want finding get some to the point. Stuff.
0: You want get to the point. No, not even.
2: Yeah, can't we just a little bit faster? That's all. You know, there's just just a little bit faster. There's a lot of inserts in this show. Okay, so this the show has a lot yeah, of
0: inserts man, that telling, I think are just necessarily all necessary. Like what? Tell me one insert that you didn't like. Oh, I can't think of. That you didn't. Well, you didn't, right you didn't now, like, the, you like like. You didn't like, you didn't like a little alien kid. I guess Cassian. no. I liked
2: it all. I just saying there was a few too Like I didn't need to see him walk down quite as so many alleyways. Like in the first three episodes, he walks down like eight alleyways, and it's like we didn't. Necessi- we didn't. You know, we didn't necessarily. Like he probably could have got to the same establishment in like three alleyways. Okay. Can four. I ask? Like, can I ask you something?
0: Can I ask you something? Yeah. Did you like the Lord? Yeah. Of, did you like the Lord of the Rings movies?
2: Um, I liked them, like not like Star Wars level liked, but I enjoyed them, yes. Okay. I I I, if you I like more the- got on to the second. The first was my least favorite.
0: If you like the Lord of the Rings movies, don't fucking complain about casting and andor walking down alleys cuz they made 10 hours worth of movie that was a bunch of fucking hobbits going for a walk. Hey man, I think all I think that whole trilogy could have
2: been I think that whole trilogy could have been one three-hour movie. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, one of the things I'm dying to see. Like, I don't mind epics either if they're done right, but just mm-hmm. like people just often make shit because they want to stuff in as much of the shit they made as as they did. It it it, it often doesn't make the sense, but when it does make the sense, uh-huh. it can be beautifully fucking like absolutely epic, you know? So. Uh-huh. I you know well I don't I don't have I don't know that's I'm liking it like that's the thing I'm not disliking it at yeah. all I'm just like it's just a bit of a like the first couple episodes I just I found myself nodding off at a point or two not because it was super boring just because it was like nothing was being said for like ten minutes
0: yeah the, my like, my only you know. problem with Andor so far is that we're following um, we're following both. The, uh, the gung-ho female Imperial officer And a uh, jackass that just lost his job um, I
2: don't get why we're following that guy See, there's yeah. no point to be following that guy Yeah, right? that,
0: uh, Cyril Karn is the name of the character Played by Kyle Soler And the, uh, cool. the female officer uh, Let's see if I can find her here on IMDb uh no I can't I can't find her for sure on IMDb here. Um, but the the we're also following that female off the imperial officer. So um, I don't know I don't know that we need to be following them both. Is something because? Uh, listen, what they're obviously right? building. Like, do we need
2: to watch that guy eat cereal for an hour? Like.
0: <laughs> you know he literally sat at the table I, I not like take a that. single
2: bite by the way hold on he yeah screamed at his because he picks for an he hour. picks
0: up one grain of the cereal one fuzz you know little puff ball of the cereal he just stares at it because that's his and it's it what is it was like brown and blue it looked like a planet you know and it's in blue it. it looks good man uh, but 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 I love see I did, I like that story. In that it's this guy, and he you know, he was upwardly mobile, and he's he had a stick up his ass about the rules, and he thought he knew better, and he fucked it up for everybody because he thought he knew better. And now the Imperials come in and they say, Well, your private security can fuck off across the galaxy. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to do this ourselves. Fucked yeah. that up for 10, you, you gotta imagine, thousands and thousands of his fellow uh, uh, security guards. Yeah. I loved it. where it was going. And then he goes and home, then- he goes home to Curaçao, and he's living basically, uh, you know, it's almost at street level in Curaçao. And we know that the further away you are from. Uh, the the closer to the ground you are in Courresant, the poorer you yeah. are. And his mother is, uh, you know, this ha- nag. I shouldn't say hag. She's more, She's a nag. She's this uh, who's you know uh, is thinking above her station, and she's like riding him about how he fucked things up. So you you can see. You're seeing where he came from, why he was motivated to uh, to get out and 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 move up, and why he thinks he's smarter than you know than uh, than his superiors. You know why he doesn't want to bend, and now he's been laid low again. You know the rug, he swept the rug out from under himself, and now he's right back where he started in the same little gray bedroom with the same action figures on the shelf from when he was a kid and the only bit of the sun of Coruscant's sunlight that he sees is reflected off gigantic buildings in the distance. He's fucked. And what's he going to do now? And I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that.
2: Are you still there? Um, oh, there you are. Yeah, I am. I was letting you rant for a sec because is one, <laughs> I muted my phone. because it's one of the longest trains that has ever gone by going by.
0: But, I, but at the same time, I don't know why we're following Cyril Karn's story and that female Imperial officer story. If anything, let's follow. They should have shot Cyril Karn in the head, and then let's follow the Imperial officer story.
2: Yeah, like it, like that whole episode was his mom making a phone call on his behalf. Yeah, and I just it just it's it's it was like these are good stories. I really liked where that was going, mm-hmm. and then it just everything on that like maybe that last episode like they're putting too much into each episode without. It's convoluting the story a bit. I think that's my problem. Like, maybe each episode should be focused more on, you know, a specific part of what's going on. Like, that officer, maybe should get his own full episode. Mm -hmm. And, like, other shows have kind of done, where you're right. They're putting all these little, they put, like, ten minutes of each character into these episodes. that get them nowhere. And then we're kind of like, well, that didn't get us anywhere. And it didn't leave enough time for us to finally get to the heist. Like, we've spent two whole episodes planning the heist. When are we going to get to the heist? Um, and it just it, next week. I don't know. It's just you know, and I don't see where how they're gonna do anything with this imperial officer guy. Like, you know, I, I I thought he was gonna get pissed off enough and then somehow do something smart and sneaky and get revenge. Like, would have been pretty typical, I guess. Yeah. But like, how is how is this guy gonna affect the story at this point? Or is he gonna turn and help these rebels because he's pissed off that the uh-huh. you know. It's, see, we don't know. Th- We've spent too much time with this guy to not yet know whether he's going to either go with the Imperials and want to prove himself, or whether he's going to get okay. pissed and go against them.
0: Okay, that I will, I will absolutely give you. We've spent too much time with him to, at this point, by the end of this episode, you know he's sta- he's sitting in his bedroom, staring at a hologram of fucking Cassian. We should have known yeah. by the end of this episode what he's going to do about it.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. what I mean by it's not snapping along quite quickly enough, but it is good. I like
0: where it's going.
2: Yeah. Like, Give I me love the, uh, the music. I love the sound. It's amazing. Like, yeah. That TIE fighter sweeping through is fucking cool, man.
0: What's the uh, What's the other topic you wanted to talk about? Uh, we can't not touch on the Wolverine. Uh, and You're uh, very right. You're very right. So, yeah. so they, yeah. it, we, and, uh, we get the announcement of uh, Deadpool 3 and a date for it. But uh, I, I, yes, I like that Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds uh, live together in, in this world. Um, yeah, it's looking great. Yeah. But, yeah, and, and who else could talk Hugh Jackman into coming back for at least one more portrayal? of uh oh,
2: fucking marvel's fucking payroll deposit
0: department. Well, that's that's, that's the, the exact that's the exact right answer but you know look i was trying yeah. to, i was trying to pat him on the back and <laughs> give him some level that's that's uh daniel craig saying uh no more james bond here's a truckload of money one more james bond <laughs> right
2: so it seems pretty obvious, and the general consensus is that this will be how Deadpool gets into the MCU, uh-huh. uh, and and the adventure will just involve Wolverine. Yeah. Um, whether it means that the whole movie kind of takes place on that, or it just happens at the end, I don't know. That's going to be obviously all the big questions that everyone will be asking, and how far into the future could this lead and it's going to be weird because we are eventually going to get an MCU Wolverine. That's not Hugh Jackman. That's yeah. going to happen. And this all just makes me think more and more of how fucking insane secret Wars is probably going to be Yeah, like, and, and they're going to look to top end game. Don't forget that. And infinity war, like, Oh my good. Like what if he pops up again? Like, what if this isn't the last time? Like, there's that. Oh my, there's just too much to like consider about it. But it is going to be definitely fun, and I'm still curious about how Deadpool is going to even fit into the the MCU. But the MCU is now this ever expanding thing where it is so big, it's got its own subgenres. Now it's mm-hmm. got comedy shows. Now it's got adventure shows. Now it's,
0: it's, it's got getting some crime horror. shows. It's getting some
2: horror. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh yeah, it, it's doing that whole fucking thing where it's gotten so big now. And that's exactly what they're doing with Star Wars, right? Like, Andor is this adult show. Yeah. Not meant for the fucking kids. And yet we're also going to get, like, Tales of the Jedi. So, mm-hmm. very excited about it. But uh you're okay with him coming back for one more romp?
0: Yeah, I am. I am. I don't, I, I don't yeah. need him to stop doing it. And I fear... Uh, I fear w- what we might get as a uh, as a as a recasting once that time comes. Because uh, let me tell you something, man. I am uh, I'm deeply upset. I'm deeply fearful that uh, John Krasinski won't end up being Reed Richards. Hey, kids! Here's the thing you wanted. Uh, just once for a few minutes, and then we're gonna do something else. If they recast Reed Richards without John Krasinski, I'm gonna be deeply fucking disappointed.
2: Ah, I get the love of it, but I couldn't care less. Like I think that oh, character geez. can be nailed in lots of ways. So like I don't get the the. Bu- He's What's so the boner so for him
0: playing that guy? So fucking lackadaisical about everything.
2: Today. I just don't get it. I don't get why with the boner for that guy playing that guy yeah, because he's nice and I like him. People like yeah, him. Yeah, but Reed Richards wasn't nice. Reed Richards was smart and cold.
0: Yeah, he wasn't. But nice, I, think like... I think Krasinski can play a dick. One of the things that well, I, I like a Reed Richards. Who is, he's not mean He's neglectful Because he is So focused on science shit It's like You know He solves interdimensional travel Um On Sue's birthday Oh, I'm sorry sweetheart I forgot, I was too busy uh, trying to seal this hole, I ripped into the negative zone. You know, <laughs> I, right. I want, I yeah, want, yeah. I want super intellectual neglectful Reed Richards, so that at the end, yeah, of, sure. At the end of the day, <laughs> like Peter, like Peter Griffin or Homer Simpson, he has to go to Sue and apologize, and she accepts the apologies up to a point where eventually she says, "You know what? You're." I'm tired of accepting your apologies. Yeah. I'm going on a yeah. third date with Namor. <laughs>
2: hey, if he can pull that off, okay, that's all good. Again, I'm not so invested in how he actually was. And, mm. Like, I don't even care enough about that fucking character or the Fantastic Four to really give that much of an opinion on it, you know? You're like, there's very few characters... You're an There's very few, chari- an angry there's very few characters... No, I don't mean angry. I mean, there's just very few characters left, I think, that I care enough about that deeply that yeah. I'm really inv- invested in who plays them. Wolverine just, is one. Wolverine like, it's and, very important Wolverine and think... Squirrel
0: Girl, and then you're done.
2: Hey, man, I'm telling you, like, still, like, like, there's... <laughs> uh, Professor X, man, that's another one. I don't want such an old, kindly Professor X. I'd like to see, like, the comics, like a more strict headmastery. Mm-hmm. Fucking badass, you know, younger fucking... I, Mark Strong, to me, would have been the perfect Professor X, man. What? That would Yeah, can you see that? Mark Strong as Professor X? No. Come on, thanks. picture in your head. No. Yeah, come on, man. No. He would have been great. No. He would have been so good.
0: Not, not my cup of tea, sir. Yeah, I think he would have played
2: an excellent, more
0: age-appropriate more attitude appropriate no.
2: but hey whatever if everybody loves their tiny old fucking Captain Picard let them go ahead you don't like Patrick Stewart game. I don't mind him <sighs> but you know
0: anything less than pure enthusiasm for Patrick Stewart is disappointing <laughs> disappointing
2: uh, maybe I'm just so used. it's just also we got to look at the fact that I was also thinking about this because of that whole race discussion. Because I finally did watch the first two episodes of—it uh, was just the first episode of Rings of Power—and oh. uh, maybe I'm halfway through the second. And you know, you know what bothers me far, far more than having black elves and black
0: dwarves yeah.
2: is having elves with short hair
0: like <laughs> <Yeah>. that's far <laughs> yeah, more
2: bothersome it really fucking is man it it takes me right out of it why are they all wearing white like that it looks cheap
0: uh weird. i, I wouldn't like, you know, i wouldn't know the settings you, look great you couldn't get me to watch no. that on a bet i had no but Here's interest. also
2: i you know what i was thinking about would be an interesting discussion though and I, i'm not like stating an opinion on this discussion, I'm just saying the discussion itself would be interesting Mm. is, is that change, uh, you know, just having a discussion around the change, but like a good discussion in the change of, uh, you know, bringing in new races into things that were inspired by places and histories that, you know, may have been a little different. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. Again, no opinion. I don't think it's a bad or a good thing. I'm not saying that. I think rather than everybody freak out and being like, oh, there's black elves and this and that, I'm more interested in an interesting conversation on, well, how do we find a cool way to, in, in you know, like, you know, integrate uh, these new ideas with stories that were based on old, you know, Celtic Folklore and like Welsh, you know, mythology and that kind of stuff.
0: And, uh, I think they've, uh, hold on. You know, it's but here's an interesting the thing. discussion. But here's the thing: I think they've done it. They, you know, they've 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 cast certain roles with people of different races, and there it is. And what do we have to discuss it for? What's the fucking why is there why is a discussion necessary? Why does
2: it bother people? Like, why, why I mean, is it, it like, okay? Why does it
0: bothers it bother people? people. It bothers people because way in the back of their head, there's a little voice saying, Oh, those other people are taking something away from you. No, that's no, no, what no, it no, is. No, no, no. That no, 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 no. I, that's that's what it I, is. No, I, I'm not, I'm saying not, not, not what I'm what asking is, you, I'm telling you.
2: I get that I'm saying what's interesting is that people get stuck on things being the way they are for reasons that don't really matter anymore and it's interesting as to I I don't know maybe it's more a discussion about why people are so hesitant to change
0: well then then you need to look up uh, you need to look up replacement theory you need to read a little about replacement theory
2: it's not like it's not like Tolkien intentionally kept, you know, didn't he? Black, well, I, well, I don't know, is like true intentions, but I mean, it, it feels like more. It was store. It was a story that was inspired by a time and place that just didn't have those people. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to add them.
0: I'm wait wait, wait, a, minute, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Didn't have those people. You think Tol- no, it's not a matter well, of I'm, didn't. It's not a matter of didn't have those people. It's a matter of didn't value those people as as uh, protagonists in his little fucking story. So, well, no, if I there, mean, there's if a you're whole Wikipedia a story, page. There's a whole Wikipedia page on Tolkien and race. You know, I know that, and, and I, I know I'm, like I'm, the other reasons why we know that he had
2: the ideas that he had but in general like cuz a lot of these it's not just him like most fantasy over the years all these fantasy stories are very whitewashed but they're always of this english heritage you know what i mean and why people get so precious about something that was thousands of years ago is weird mm-hmm. and you know even though sure back then it was you know the way it was why why care about it being so stuck to what it actually was, when especially when it's fantasy. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm excited to see the interview with the vampire because they've gender, sw- they've race swapped in that show, but it feels, um, I don't know. It feels like better. It feels more appropriate in okay. this case for some reason. Okay, It feels more uh, like, you know, it feels like it. it it's more, it makes the movie look more whitewashed, you know, uh, on purpose, like mm-hmm. that they, you know, people were, it makes the original movie for Interview with the Vampire look like it excluded diversity, maybe Absolutely. not intentionally, but it definitely
0: was the Absolutely. way it was, right? But part of that right. is, part of that is, again, back to the idea of who can open a movie, Who can open a movie? Do we look
2: at do we look at the Lord of the Rings the same way though? Do we look at the Lord of the Rings like it intentionally excluded diversity? Or do you think he even thought about it? Do you think it occurred to him I should, you know, maybe throw some more black people in here? No, I don't don't think Peter
0: Jackson thought about? I I don't think it would ever have occurred to a person like J.R.R. Tolkien that he should include some black people. I'm talking about Pete all
2: right, but why didn't Peter Jackson?
0: Uh because I don't think – I don't think that – maybe it's – well, I listen, let me – I, <laughs> I, I want to be – I just want to make sure of how I'm I phrasing it I don't think this. it occurred. I'm not occur- – yeah, don't no, think I don't think, like it, I don't think it, occurred it occurred to him. I don't think it occurred to him. I don't right. think it occurred to him, and I think that that is – that's not necessarily a failing on his part. That's just a matter of fact. That it didn't occur to him. He had the book, and he wanted to make a version of the book. And if characters are described a certain way in the book, he probably stuck to that as as Bible, right? And and created it. Whereas uh, somebody now, twenty years later, in a more uh, in a more thoughtful society. Is thinking about uh, is thinking about who's in the audience as well, and saying I want what's on the screen to represent more of who's in the audience.
2: Okay, yeah,
0: that's why I,
2: I bet you see with Interview of the Vampire. I'll bet you it also wasn't intentional, uh, but. It seems more obvious now because when I've seen just like the trailers of the show and stuff, mm-hmm. we're talking like, what, seventeen, eighteen hundreds 1800s, Louisiana, mm-hmm. maybe what, 14, 1500s, where there absolutely were fucking black people walking around. Yeah. And, you know, there were absolutely fucking shades of color going on in Louisiana fucking back then. Yeah. And there absolutely should have been. More, it would have been more historically probably appropriate to include that. Yeah, and that's why I think when I when I saw the show and I was like, "Oh, Louis Black," that absolutely that yeah. makes fucking. I'd rather I'd rather, you know? I'd rather yeah. be
0: dealing with a production that errs on the side of inclusion than somebody sure. who rigidly sticks to some imaginary canon. Right. Oh no, so a black stormtrooper. Well, what will we do?
2: That was the that was kind of that was really weird. I didn't expect that at all when it happened. Yeah. I was like, "What do you mean?" There's what Lando? Lots of black people in Star Wars already, and we're what? Well, I don't know about I don't, know about troopers? I don't
0: know about lots well, of lots, black people. But, but you know fucking... what I mean?
2: It's not like they've avoided black people as far as fucking you know not uh... having any. It's not like a stormtrooper. I'm saying, like, it's not like a stormtrooper is ever taking his helmet off. They could be fucking two thirds black for all we fucking know. Yeah. Like, that's, it was just such a fucking dumb thing. It's a stormtrooper. Well, an
0: alien. The entire fucking helmet. The entire clone army was Maori. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You know?
2: Absolutely. And you know what's cool, though? Now we've had the discussion that I just said it would be cool to have. Yeah. There you go that's how you that's how you manifest this shit kids you Um and I think that was I think that was it the Wolverine and Rings of Power was cool though I did actually well, fucking enjoy it more than I thought I would well, good if for you me. are a Lord of the Rings fan or a Tolkien fan do give it a watch
0: good if, for you and yeah, George like Zotti.
2: <laughs> fucking George fucking Zoddy did George in New York
0: uh no no i think he's uh, i think he's got some vacation time this week so
2: uh it's thanksgiving this weekend i hope everybody has a wonderful thanksgiving canadian
0: and, thanksgiving. Uh, thanksgiving we harvest early canadian. just like just like how christmas is a month earlier cuz we harvest our savings i hate
2: early. that we've started fucking calling it that ourselves it really bothers me cuz you're not the first person to do it i've been hearing everybody say canadian
0: thanksgiving well i'm just weekend. talking to the, i'm um, talking about filthy americans I'm, le- I'm, I'm, I'm letting I'm letting the warmongers below the 49th... Let's up. hope that the, the warmongers below aren't so fucking
2: uneducated enough that they don't know that it's not their Thanksgiving. Oh, Sweet come
0: hair. on, man. I once convinced... Or do you think I any once, Americans are at home thinking, oh, shit. <laughs> I remember being asked about Canadian Thanksgiving when I was living in the States. But, uh, listen, I once convinced a girl running a, uh, a watch... Kiosk, a time, you know, like a clock Kiosk in a yeah. mall In Erie, Pennsylvania That Canadians worked <laughs> on metric time 10 hours a day 10 days a week, baby So, <laughs> don't Fucking tell me that you can't Fool people Anyways, oh, that's let's wrap it up there Motherfucker 27 okay, minutes exciting. longer than I had expected <laughs> Oh, exciting this is not a train by
2: are... Happening. I'm sorry, I didn't realize there was this many trains at night.
0: Yeah, no, don't worry crazy. about it. Don't worry about it.
2: Don't worry. Give us, <laughs> give us your wrap up. Uh, happening next Wednesday to to today. Tomorrow. Yeah, uh, October tomorrow. Thirteenth. That's tomorrow um, when this episode they're, gets they're, released. Oh yeah, well tomorrow in in that portion of of the, the quantum zone, uh, I will be heading. There's very few, very few tickets left to a meet and greet at gotham central comics and collectibles with mr kevin smith there you go and uh our good friend andrew thomas who is the letterer on kevin's new book masquerade Uh and he's gonna be there the tickets are only 50 bucks people i don't understand how they're not sold out yet i know it's a weird time it's two in the afternoon but that night he has to do the clerks three premiere in toronto so they've only got him for a couple hours i'm going to be there uh, and then on October 22nd, I know there's tickets still available for this, uh, there's a cool event happening, May the North be with you, happening in Toronto uh, with Jim Swerengine. he's the original uh, designer for uh, Canadian Star Wars toys, and Robert Irwin who was the founder of Irwin Toys and it's a uh, toy collector event there's going to be swap meets and panels and very cool stuff happening go to maythenorth.com and check that out, and then on October 29th We will be, again, at Gotham Central Comics and Collectibles and Elegant Weapon. I will be hosting the Indie Fest that will be happening there. There will be a costume contest. There will be prizes for kids. There will be a whole bunch of cool artists set up there, a couple of raid guys, a couple locals, uh, and it's going to be super-duper fun. We'll be live-streaming and stuff, too. So uh, make sure that you all tune in or come on out and check that out. That is all the advertising I have to do yep. for this, what is episode 413 of An Elegant Weapon. We are fast approaching episode four. 20 kids. We're going to make sure it's a special oh, one for you. You so, filthy,
0: uh, you filthy you hippie in you your uh, and your marijuana. Marijuana. And uh, on my side of things, you've been listening to episode 490 of the Handsome Genius Club radio show. Uh, coming up for me, uh, more effing bird stuff that will just uh, seamlessly uh, meld into existing Well, you
2: media got feeds. fucking. What? Dude you got 500 cup what are you gonna do for 500
0: I don't know I'm trying to get my dad I want my, I want my I want my dad to uh. do 500. I would Aww. really like my dad to do 500. I have Aww. to convince him. Sweet. I have to convince him. Uh, what else for me? Uh, no conventions that I know of uh, for the rest of the year. But of course my new book, Strip Club Quotes, is available. Uh, you can go to rutgazer.com slash store and uh, and pick up a copy of, uh, of Strip Club Quotes. It's 180 pages of comic strips and uh, and, and uh, just straight-up weird-ass quotes, things that I have overheard or said or had said to me... Uh over the last few years of my day job As a strip club DJ And uh, What else? I don't know I'm going to go open some Lego figures I'm going to film that, that'll be on YouTube And uh, finish reading uh, A World Without Love The first volume of Zeb Wells' Amazing Spider-Man uh, Go back through our archive on uh, HandsomeGeniusClub.com, you can find episodes with Zeb Wells, with Word Burglar, with WWE producer Ryan Katz, with uh, Star Wars and uh, Kim's Convenience star Paul Sun hyung Lee. With uh, oh my God, with Dan Mendoza of Zombie Tramp, with Jamal Igle, with uh, with Andy Belanger. With K Trevor Wilson. All kinds of great stuff in the archives at HandsomeGeniusClub.com. Just click episodes list at the top. And uh, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Yes, 500 is approaching. So
2: there. Um, You know, I'm telling you, I I thought it was cool when I moved into the apartment above my shop. Because I was like, I'm the Fonz now. And now I'm realizing that I'm also the Blues Brothers (laughs) <laughs> because every five minutes there's a train going by my back window hey you louse now, my bed <laughs> i don't i don't hear it inside when i'm inside i don't hear it at all when you're and uh, when you're coming uh, into your i've been sitting outside for quite a while now yeah. i know to be aware that on what was a wednesday nights at least that there is Lots an immense of amount of trains
0: when, when you uh <laughs> when you come home and you go up those Sorry, stairs kids When you come home Uh. and you go up those stairs, is there an old man who says, uh, hey, boy, do you remember my cheese Whiz?
2: (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm quoting
0: Blues Brothers for you. These are all scenes that revolve around the the rooming house where they live.
2: Totally forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good shit. That's good shit, kids. Yeah. Just
0: love it. Elwood, Elwood's uh, toasting love... a single piece of bread And right. Jake, Jake <laughs> falls asleep With a bottle of Jack Daniels in his hand And Elwood turns around and notices And he looks at it and he goes Hey you louse, my bed <laughs> And then uh, and then In the morning uh, Just as John Candy and the state troopers Are, are, are coming to pick them up uh, Carrie Fisher shows up And fucking hits The building with a rocket launcher
2: Do you think if all Canadians could collectively bring one person back, it'd be John Candy? It might be John Candy. Yeah. Right? Right? It might be. If you put a list in front of people and was like, here's like 10 people. Yeah. I think they might all pick John Candy.
0: Yeah. John John Candy (laughs) is beloved and sorely missed. And how long has it been? Like, I don't know if anybody's that missed. God, it's... It's, been like it's, almost time, right? it's almost 30 years it's almost 30 years i'll tell you right now john candy died in 1994 march of 94 wow john so franklin been candy. Years? yeah yeah so wow, we're approaching that's... we're approaching 30 years
2: hey listen um you're doing your lego opening you should tiktok that shit or something i will yeah, you should get get on that stuff. I'd like to see more more Kingdom James TikToks coming across my feed. Okay. And by the way, kids, if you're on TikTok, check out An Elegant Weapon because I'm there and I'm doing some fun stuff. And yeah. the Padawan is there. And uh, you know, and if you like crazy tree shit, you can also check out Arbor Wan Kenobi because oh I'm also God. doing some crazy shit on there. Filthy so puns. Check it out. All right, that's it for today. Yep. Wrap it up. Woohoo! Wrap Good it up. Times one love uh everybody that's all we are going to have this week on the handsome genius club and an elegant weapon take it
0: easy bye everybody